Thank you for tuning into the Chapel Valley Church Podcast. Today we wanted to share a special teaching from Pastor Jeremiah Jenin. We hope this message encourages you and builds a deeper level of faith in you. Thank you for joining us and enjoy this message. All right. Well, uh, are we ready to get in the Word this morning? Amen. Uh, if you have your Bibles, we're going to go ahead and get started here. But I did want to just kind of talk about, you know, what we were just doing. And, you know, sometimes I think we can get in the mode of where we kind of look at the natural side of what we do, right? Where we get into a time of worship and sometimes we can be like, oh my gosh, we're singing this again, right? Or, or we're, this is going so long or this is, but how many of you know those are valuable moments, right? To be in the presence of the Lord because when we come to face to face with Him, how many of you know He gives us what we need? Amen. Things come into an, a proper alignment when we spend time in the presence of the Lord. And so I want to, can we just thank our worship team that was uh, able to, to play with us this morning? Thank them. Um, we love them. And the ones that aren't able to be here, we love you too. Thank you guys for all that you do. Um, they really had to get here early. They really had to shovel themselves out. And um, I think actually Zach was telling me this morning he was on his way out and the plow came right by the driveway and left a pile like, you know, really waist high or something like that. And so he is like, uh, the plow just came and I'm stuck. So he had to shovel himself out. So they did, uh, they did a great job trying to follow what I was doing or what the Holy Spirit was leading in that moment. Cause they're like, what's the order? I'm like, there is no order. This is like, we're just going to go. Um, and so that's what we did, but it is so valuable to have those moments, even when we just sit in, in the presence of the Lord where we have worshiped, where we have sung praise, and we just have those moments of just sitting. And you guys know when I say, let's look to Jesus, you guys know what that, that means. You kind of, it's, it's sometimes you, if you're new in your walk with the Lord, sometimes it's like, what does that mean? I mean, do I just look up? Like, what am I doing? But how many of you know that's a heart posture? And sometimes, yeah, we close our eyes, we look up, because, you know, he's seated at the right hand of the Father in the heavens, and he's there, and, but we look to him with our heart. And we give him our attention. And in those moments, how oh, it is so precious. How many of you know that was a precious time to the Lord? I'm going to say that again. That was a precious time to the Lord. And it has nothing to do with who's here, who's not here. Uh, we were telling the team this morning, you know, we were kind of, there's, there's with weather like this, sometimes there's an expectation of like, who is anybody even going to be able to make it? Like we were, it was like really, really close on to whether we were going to have service in person or not. And, um, but how many of you know, that's not what it's about. We're here to meet with Jesus. Amen. And I'm like, well, I can make it. And so let's do this. And if it's just me, I'm going to meet with Jesus. Right. And those are joining us online. How many of you know we're invited to that too? We just look to Jesus because he's the reason we're here. And so um, that's why we do that. And that's some, why sometimes our times of worship will be a little bit uh, extended because the, the Spirit's doing something. He's speaking something, and we don't want to miss that. That's our priority. His presence is our priority. Amen? 
Oh, come on. I'm going to need you guys today. We're, we're a little light, so I'm going to need a little bit of help. So we're going to go into Psalm 113. Um, we've been in a series called God's Best, and, and, and this has really been a, a tone setter for this new year, right? When, t- when we start our new year, so oftentimes we have resolutions, we have goals, there's things that we want to see happen, right? We want to make adjustments to our schedule. And we sometimes get so caught up in the natural side of that, that we sometimes lose sight and focus of what God wants to do. That there really is something that God has for us this year. There's something that God has for you this year that he wants you to walk in and to receive his best. Amen. And um, I was able to, uh, Mallory, who was with us today, was sharing a testimony about receiving God's best and just an answer to prayer. Um, and it's just, it's so true that when we live in a way that honors him, that puts him first, where we seek him, he is a faithful God. He wants to care for us. He wants to grow us. He wants to see us increase from faith to faith, from glory to glory. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be have the, the world's definition of success. What it, but it, what it does mean is that he's going to help you fulfill your the supernatural plan he has for your life. And so we're talking about God's best, which really is fulfilling the calling that God has prepared for you. So how do we align ourselves to receive that, to walk in that? And so today we're going to continue this series and we're going to talk about one of the keys to receiving God's best. And today we're talking about godly routines. Everybody say godly routines. Godly routines. I don't know about you, but there are some routines that I wish were a part of my everyday life. But they're not, right? There's some things, there's goals that I set, and sometimes you set goals, and a couple weeks after you set a goal, kind of things fall apart, and maybe a routine that you were trying to set in motion, it didn't work out, right? Or you weren't able to stick with it, or you just didn't have the time, you didn't have the, maybe it was a discipline issue, or maybe it's just you didn't enjoy it, and so it's it's kind of, you come up with these excuses, But there are routines that we all wish we had. But how many of you know there is something called godly routines where we center our habits and routine around him. And those routines have eternal benefits. Right. The routines that we can come up with, we all need goals. We're 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 kind of creatures of habit, if you will. And we all need routines. There's something about the day-to-day, the week-to-week, the rhythm of things that keeps us on track, that keeps us on target. And sometimes we get so lost in the natural routines that we really only produce results that we can produce. But how many of you know there are something called godly routines where we center our routine, our life around Him that keeps us tethered to Him in such a way where we not only receive benefits for this life, but there's eternal rewards as well. So we're talking about godly routines, routines that are of God, that center our life around him, that tether ourselves to him in such a way that we stay in alignment with what he has for our lives. And so I'm going to just open with prayer um, as we start in Psalm 113. But let me pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what you have for us. And Lord, we there's things that we know, but Lord, we don't want to just know them. We want you to speak them to us because when you speak, we are changed. And so, Lord, we ask that you would speak to each one of us, Lord, by your spirit. Lord, that you would speak through your word, that this would be a time, Lord, where we receive from you 
we receive by faith in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about godly routines, truly blessed people have routines that are centered around and tethered to God. There is something about our daily and weekly routines that sets the course for who we become. It sets the course for what we do. You see, routines are powerful. They can connect us to the right people. They can connect us to the right activities. They help keep the right agendas and purposes in front of us. And so I want to talk about a couple of godly routines that are foundational to receiving God's best for our life. And the first routine, uh, godly routine, is praise and thanksgiving. Everybody say praise and thanksgiving. Praise and thanksgiving. Let's read Psalm 113, verse 3. It says, from the rising of the sun... To its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. Well, let me ask you, how long is that? That is all day. In other words, there is to be a routine of thanksgiving and praise all day, every day, 24-7. You know, I remember that there was a time in my life where really I didn't have a lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving. It wasn't that I didn't love God. It wasn't that I didn't come to church and I didn't sing on a Sunday when the worship leader would say, let's sing praise to God. I was singing. I loved the Lord. But it wasn't a part of my life, my every day. And I remember that when there was this shift where all of a sudden God started revealing himself to me in the day to day, where all throughout my day, I was reminded of his goodness. I was reminded of his faithfulness and the opportunities that were available to really give praise and thanksgiving to God at all times. You see, when we're talking about godly routines, praise and thanksgiving is essential. There are many believers who don't have the practice or the routine of worshiping the Lord. Maybe they come on a Sunday and they sing praise to God, but then they go about their week and he really doesn't get another thought. But we need to be people who regularly go to the Lord. Because if we don't go to him with thanksgiving and praise, you probably don't have God on your mind. And if God isn't on your mind, then you probably don't have the right perspective about things. When opportunities come or discussions or you're, you're having a, a conversation, if you don't have a lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving, that means there isn't this centeredness that God really isn't in your view or your frame of things. And so everything that you're seeing, everything that you're hearing is without Him. And so really a lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving keeps us tethered to what He has for us. And so God is teaching us from his word. He's saying, listen, if you will allow godly routines to ha- in your life, then we can be the people that he's called us to be. And so it says, from the rising of the sun to its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. Now, how many of you know I'm not literally walking around 24-7 with every breath singing a song? Did you, Right? But what we're talking about here is I really, when I wake up in the morning and I was, as I was reflecting and just meditating on this scripture, I recognized that I can't even really think of a morning that has gone by where he wasn't the first thought on my mind. And that's not to say how good, good I am. It's really a reflection of that's how good he is. 
that he really is worth every thought, that the reason I'm here, the reason I wake up, the reason I can breathe, it's because of him. And so I, you, we wake up with this sense of gratitude, of thanksgiving and praise. It becomes a natural part of our lives. And so when it says from the rising of the sun to the setting, how many of you know we're talking about a, it, it's, it's just a, a part of my life. He's a part of everything that I do, every thought that I have. You see, where I am aware of him in my life, I'm aware of what he's done. I'm aware of what he will do. Right? How many of you know there's times where you see things and you're like, oh, praise God, that's good, right? An answer to prayer, something like that. But how many of you know sometimes you see things that you know isn't God yet? Right? And there's this shift in perspective where it's like, I know it's not happening now, but God has said, and God, I thank you that you will do what you said you would do. You see, there is a lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving that is to become a part of the, just a natural part of our lives. Where we're going about our days and there's constant reminders of God in our lives. And that we would be people who have a routine of giving thanks and praise. That it wouldn't just be on a Sunday. That it wouldn't just be during our quiet time. But as we go about our day, everything is centered around Him and I give Him thanks and praise. Do you guys see the difference? It's a godly routine of thanksgiving and praise. From the rising of the sun. To its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. And so God is showing us that people who are blessed by God, people who receive, who walk in God's best for their lives, they have a routine that keeps him at the center. And this is one of those routines that keeps God at the center. That we would be people who praise him at all times. At all times. In our highs, in our testimony, at our lows. When it's like, I don't, I'm not seeing it come to pass, but he's still worthy. He's still faithful. God, I thank you that you will do it. Do you see? We're talking about routines where it is a lifestyle. Now, of course, there's daily routines. There's weekly routines, right? Things that you do once a week, right? We come together and we worship him. We do praise and worship together. That's a routine. But how many of you know we need to have routines that keep him at the center? Of everything we do. Another routine, godly routine, is prayer. Everybody say prayer. Prayer. How many of you know if you're not praying, there's probably something off with your thinking? Because really, what you're saying and what you're communicating to the Lord is, I don't really need you. You may not say that with your mouth, but when we aren't in a position of prayer, what we're saying is, God, I can do this on my own. What I can do is enough. What I can provide, what I can make happen, it's enough. And you're telling him that you really don't need to look to him, that you can do it on your own. But how many of you know that's not true? Right? Jesus says in John 15, 5, he says, without me, you can do nothing. But then just a couple verses later in verse 7, Jesus says, but if you abide in me and my words abide in you, notice, you will ask. What is that? That's prayer. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. See, Jesus is saying, listen, without me, you can't do anything. And how many of you know that's so true? I feel like the older I get, the more I realize how inadequate I really am. 
right? You start to see your weaknesses and your blind spots and the things that you can do, the things that you can't do. But how many of you know, and we said this last week, we talked about it last week, it, God has created you, he has fashioned you, and he created you with a supernatural calling, a supernatural plan for your life, which literally means God is the only one that can bring his plan for your life to come to pass. So why do we so often try to do it on our own? And we don't have this routine or this lifestyle of prayer where we're seeking him, where we're saying, God, without you, I can do nothing. I'm completely dependent on you. And so, Lord, I ask and I and I pray. How many of you know we need a routine of prayer? Psalm 55 verse 17 says this. Evening and morning and at noon, I will pray. How many of you know that's a routine? The psalmist is saying, listen, evening, morning, noon, I am going to have a lifestyle of prayer. I will cry aloud and he will hear my voice. How many of you know if you want God to move in your life, we need to have godly routines that will tether you to the Lord and center your life around him. And sometimes I'll say things and and, and we kind of make these excuses for ourselves. Well, you know, I can't do it at noon because I'm at work and I've, I'm, I, you know, I have meetings or I have this or that. But how many of you know what we're talking about here is something that every believer can do? And maybe, yeah, maybe you do need to get a little bit creative. Maybe, maybe you need to, during your lunch break, go to your car and begin to pray and give thanksgiving and worship the Lord. Maybe it's something that you're doing under the breath, under your breath as you're serving customers or you're, you're doing your job and you're doing your performance. Maybe you're praying in the spirit and you're asking the Lord that, that he would move in, in this area of your life or that he would bless the efforts and of, of your labor, right? How many of you know this is something we can all do or maybe it's something you do before or after work, but how many of you know we need routines that keep us tethered to him? And I think so many times as believers, we get kind of loosey-goosey where we don't really come up with a plan or set aside a dedicated time for the Lord. And because we don't set it aside, it never happens. How many of you know we need times to be set apart for the Lord? You know, we were just doing this 21 days of prayer and fasting and we just finished, we're just finishing it today. And I, I had sent an email to everybody that had signed up and I was, listen, listen, there's, let me just give you three tips for this prayer and fasting, right? And there was different, different tips to, um, to, to doing it. And one of them though was to set a routine. But if it doesn't happen, be flexible. Because how many of you know routines are going to be interrupted? And so you need like a plan to the plan type thing. And so for me, I had a time of day that I was going to be doing the 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I'll tell you what, about three-fourths of the time I was able to hold that. And then the other quarter of the time, I knew it wasn't going to happen, so I had to set a time. Because if I don't set a time, how many of you know the world's going to crowd it out? Oh, there's so much that demands our attention, that demands your heart, that demands your thought and your energy. The world will suck you dry. And so we need to have routines that say, no, God, this is a time that is dedicated to you. You said pray, I will pray, right? Without you, I can do nothing. I must be a person with a routine of prayer. 
And so everyone can do this. We're talking about godly routines that we would not just go through life willy-nilly, just coming to church on Sundays, but every other day it's kind of our own routine, it's our own thing. No, but that we would be people that intentionally, daily, weekly, that we would set aside times and have a lifestyle of praise and worship, that we would have a lifestyle of prayer. You see, this is how we walk in God's best. And so we have godly routines centered around praise, godly routines set around prayer, and here's the third godly routine, God's Word. Everybody say God's Word. God's Word. This is something, if you come to church here, this is something that will be emphasized. We read our Bibles every day. And that's almost sometimes, I know, more of a faith declaration. Because there's times where it doesn't happen. And how many of you know that's not condemnation? But we're saying, no, no, we will have a routine that this is what we do. That we would be people who spend time in God's word. Why? Because he speaks to us. It aligns our thinking. It gives us the proper perspective. If we think we can go through life without receiving his eternal word, how many of you know we're going to get off? Right? We get off center. We start filtering things incorrectly. Our perspectives get off slowly but surely. And there's, I just, I, I think of so many, Susie and I were just praying for some people that are believers that have received the truth, but there's things that either maybe they've said or things that they've done that do not reflect his eternal truth. How many of you know, if we're not spending time in his word, we get off? Am I right? If we are not spending regular time in his word, we get off. We get off in our thinking. Our perspectives get off. Our values get off. To the point where we will literally believe a lie rather than God's truth. This is so important and it's unnecessary because how many of you know he's given us his word? Listen to what Psalm chapter 1 verse 1 through 3 says. It says, blessed is the man. Everybody say blessed. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. How many of you see the routine here? That this is a constant. Because there is a wicked counsel. There is something called the counsel of the ungodly. How many of you know there's a lot of ungodly counsel out there? And it's coming at people from every direction. It's coming through what you watch. It's coming through what you listen to. It's coming through your your workplace environments. There is a lot with your friends. There is a lot of ungodly counsel out there. And so what do we need? We need God's counsel. We need his truth. It says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. It's a routine. Verse three says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. Oh, this is one of my favorite scriptures. And sometimes I look at myself and where I'm at and sometimes I feel like my leaves are withering. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, I'm not sure how much longer I can hold on, right? Or how much longer I can do this or how much longer. You see, we need to be sourced in his truth. 
in his delight. When we're tethered to this, how many of you know his word brings life? His word brings life. It says, notice it says, blessed is the man. Who? The one who makes his word his delight. Not just those who take in and consume everything that the world has to offer. No, that we would be people who have a routine of consuming the word of God. It says his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law he meditates day and night. This man will be blessed. He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. Does anybody want to produce fruit in their life? Yeah. That brings forth fruit in its season. In other words, when it's time, fruit is happening in your life. Why? Because you have a routine of receiving and consuming his word, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does will prosper. Why does this man prosper? Because he has a godly routine of being in the word. How many of you know if you want to receive God's best, we must have godly routines that set where our life is centered around him. Listen, I don't know what this looks like for you because how many of you know this isn't, this isn't in scripture that this is when you need to do these things. All we see is morning, noon, and evening. In other words, this, these are all day, everyday things. It's what we do. It's who we are. And so my prayer is, is that as we're going through these scriptures, that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and he's speaking, hey, you know when you're on your way to work? Maybe rather than listening to the radio, how about, how about you put on some worship music and you just sing to me? That, or, or as, as, as I'm speaking, maybe you're like, you know what, I do need to get into God's word every day and I can do it, you know, I'm just going to set aside that 30 minutes before I go to bed, right? Or whatever it is. But that God would begin to speak to you about these routines that would keep you centered to him because this is so critical. Critical. There are so many believers. I'm not talking about people that have not received the good news. I'm talking about believers who are falling away. They are taking, being taken advantage of unnecessarily because we don't make him a part of our life the way we should. But you see, if we put him first and we have these godly routines, we will be blessed. You see, when you're in God's word regularly, you can properly put things in the right perspective. You can hear things correctly. You know what God's answer is, even before you maybe sometimes ask. Why? Because you are in his word. You're hearing things and you are in alignment with him. You see, when you're in God's word regularly, you understand things much more clearly than those who don't filter things through his eternal truth. I'm going to say that again. If you are in his word regularly, you understand things much more clearly than those who don't filter things through his eternal truth. Let me tell you, when I am functioning in a routine like this, there's no secret sauce to this. If you want God's best for your life, praise, prayer, and the word. If you want to fulfill your calling, if you want to know what God is saying, if you want to do the things he's asked you to do, praise, prayer, God's word. And I feel like so often 
as a culture, we look for shortcuts. We look for alternatives. And we say, God, why do I have to do it that way? God, I don't have time to do it your way. God, I, I don't, you know how busy I am, but how many of you know and are thankful that God made a way? And he's saying, listen, for you to do the things that I've called you to do, it's a supernatural calling. You can't do it on your own. So we must have a routine of praise, prayer, and God's word. This is so important. Let me tell you, when I am functioning in this routine, I can tell the difference. Anybody else? Anybody else set up a good routine where you're, you're praising God? You, you're not complaining? No, I'm thankful, right? Enemy's not going to get me down, all that stuff, right? Like, I'm thankful, right? Or, and I'm in prayer, and I'm, I'm, I'm asking of the Lord, and I'm praying for people, and I'm in the Word regularly. How many of you know when you find yourself in that routine, there's a difference? And I will tell you personally, even as someone who is serving the Lord in ministry, that even in ministry, if I don't have these routines, I can get off even in ministry. Where the goals or the ways that I'm going to serve the Lord, it's more about what I've come up with. It's more about what I can do. Or it's more goals that I've set. Listen, even in your serving of the Lord, you can get off if you don't have these routines. You with me? It's not about just good intentions. God is saying, no, you can't just have a good intention. I need to be a part of your life. And I have made a way for that to happen. That we would be people who have a routine of praise, prayer, and God's word. Amen. I want to close with this. Godly routines have eternal benefits. These routines that we're talking about today, they have eternal benefits. Not only will you see benefits today and in this life, there's an eternal reward. Listen to what Jesus says in Mark 13, 32. He says, but of that day and hour, no one knows. Talking about when he's coming back. How many know Jesus is coming back? He's coming back. I remember, I, sometimes I say that and I think of, we went to a, a store and the lady that was checking us out, she's a believer and sometimes we talk and, and she's sharing what God is doing and it's always fun and she just... <laughs> Uh, we pull up as Susie and I were pulling up and we we're, she's starting to check us out and she's like, did you know Jesus is coming back? I can smell it. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I thought that was good. Listen, Jesus said of that day and hour when I come back, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son talking about himself, but only the father. Take heed, watch and pray. In other words, Jesus is saying, listen, as the day gets closer, you need to pay attention to these things. You need to watch. You need to pray. For you, not, for you do not know when the time is. It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming in the evening at midnight, at the, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning. How many of you know? We don't know. But verse 36, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. How many of you know if we don't pay attention, if we don't intentionally make him a part of our life, we can fall asleep? How many of you know there is a spiritual lullaby that is being played by the adversary in our world? 
And there are so many believers who are falling asleep spiritually. Jesus isn't talking about being physically asleep when he comes. You know, he's talking about being spiritually asleep. And Jesus is saying, is, that's not what I want you to be doing. I want you to be someone who watches. I want you to be someone who pays attention. I want you to be someone who is praying, who is seeking me, who is praising me, who spends time in my word, who knows how to navigate life. Why? Because I'm at the center of everything he does. Amen? That person is blessed. That person walks in God's best. Why? Because they're a faithful servant. How many of you know we want to be faithful servants? Right? We want to be faithful servants. And I would say, don't run the risk. So many people say, well, I gave my life to the Lord. Me and God are good. Now I can just do my own thing. Let me tell you, that is a dangerous game to play. Because, again, there is a spiritual lullaby being played. And so many people who play their life that way, they fall asleep spiritually and they ultimately get taken advantage of and they die spiritually. This is so important. Do not get robbed by the adversary. No. Tether your life to him. How? Praise, prayer, God's word. It's, it's, it's so easy and so hard. <laughs> but so easy. So simple, I should say it that way. But how many of you know there is an adversary that's going to try to keep you from those things? And sometimes the lullaby is louder than the what you're feeling on the inside to do what God has asked you to do. And I'm praying that he would help you to overcome that. That as you spend time praising him, as you spend time in his presence, that when you pray, that when you're in his word, that you would hear God differently. I believe that the Lord is wanting to reveal himself in a new way in this next season. And you're like, well, what does that mean? I don't even fully know, but how many of you know he has to? Because Jesus said, I will build my church. And I'll tell you this, there's a lot of churches that are looking less and less filled, right? But Jesus says, no, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We need to pay attention to these things. We need to give God, keep him at the center. We do not want to be people who are spiritually asleep. Godly routines help us stay on the right track, on the right track. You know, as we started the 21 days of prayer and fasting, uh, Pastor Randy, who is the president of the Foursquare Church, he had shared a video, and uh, I believe it might have been even on day one, and he shared this video. And he was saying something to the effect of, you know, it takes 20... he shared a number. Some people say it takes 21 days to form a new habit. The reality is it's more around 40, something like that. And sometimes we, we can kind of hear a message or we can come to church or we can hear a word and we can, or leave a small group and we, we're encouraged, right? We want to see God move. And so I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And we give God a couple days. We give God a week. But how many of you know it takes, we're talking about routines. We're talking about, no, this is a part of my everyday life where every day at all times I'm praising and thanking him that he provides for my needs, that he takes care of me, that he's revealing himself to me, that he speaks to me, that every day I'm in his word. Why? Because it keeps my perspective tight. It keeps me in alignment with him to where I'll be in conversations and I already know the right answers. I already know what God has for me. Why? Because I'm in alignment with him. You see, this is so important that we would allow God to reveal to us and just that we would take time and say, God, 
how can I keep you at the center of it all? How can I make you more a part of my everyday life? Where from the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun, you are my focus. You are my center. Let me tell you, you sometimes we hear this and we're intimidated. It's like, there's just no way. No, 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 there is a way. There is a way. And it's what God wants for us. That we would be people who praise, who pray, and are in the word. Can we respond to the Lord this morning? Let's go ahead and stand to the Lord. Stand to the Lord. Did I just say, let's go ahead and stand before the Lord. But let's just receive this. And if you are, as I'm speaking, this is not a message of condemnation. This is a, this is, this is hope. Because I think for a lot of us, we find that we get frustrated because God's not moving the way we thought or he was not doing the things we, he said. But a lot of times, the reason we're not receiving the fruit in our lives is because we don't have these. We're not giving him the time. We're thinking, we're really communicating with our actions. God, I don't really need you. I just want you when I want you. But we would be people that would keep him at the center. Oh, that we would be people. Let's look to Jesus, Lord, that we would be people that keep you at the center. Lord, of everything that we do, our day-to-day, our week-to-week, our month-to-month, Lord, we don't want to get out of sync and out of rhythm with who you are, with what you are doing and what you have for us. And so, Father, we thank you for your word today. And whatever you're hearing, whatever the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, just can you right now, just in your own words, say, God, thank you. Thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for your word. Lord, we, we recognize that these things are important. And Lord, I pray over every person here, Lord, that you would clarify what we need to establish as healthy, godly routines in our lives. Lord, that as we walk these things out, Lord, that we would see new levels of breakthrough, new levels of blessing, new levels of understanding of who you are. Lord, you don't leave us where we're at. You take us to new levels, but Lord, you need our heart, you need our attention, and so we give that to you today. Strengthen us to forge a way, Lord, to see these routines become who we are, to become a part of what we do, not out of religious obligation. No, we just need you at the center. In the ways that we do that is we praise you. Whether it's in our coming, in our going, or alone in our room, we praise you. We give you thanks. Lord, if it's in our times of prayer, in the morning, at noon, in the car, at work, in the parking lot. Or Lord, if it's in our time in the word with you, Lord, that you would reveal your heart and yourself to us. Jesus, we do need you. We need you. And so we humble ourselves. We receive what you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 How many of you know he's good? He's good. He's good. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord together, isn't it? You know, these things, you can be in his presence at any time, right? His spirit is with you. But there's something special about the times together. That I, and I've said this before, he reserves things for these times that you can't get anywhere else. 
we need to be together. And so thank you for being here. Thank you for those who joined us online. Um, Jesus is revealing himself. And you know, the cool thing is, is Jesus draws all men to himself. And so there might be people in your life that you're like, man, I, they need to know the truth. Just keep looking at Jesus. And they'll see Jesus, and Jesus draws all people, all men to himself. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Right? Right, right. I'm terrible at ending, so. Um, yeah, you guys are good. You guys are good. Sure. Well, I just want to just quick affirm what you're saying. So I um, was having a conversation with one of my kids this weekend, and um, somehow it came up what they were going to do in the future. That was the, like, thought. And I asked them specifically, like, well, didn't you feel like maybe there was, like, a call to ministry or something, like, you know? And um, they said, well, I don't know. I don't know that I've heard God speak. And I said, well, haven't you already heard him speak when those things were coming bubbling in your heart? And um, so they were like, oh, maybe. But it's interesting because as, as I've been driving, um, I had just made a point in the month of January that I was going to listen to my daily reading every day. That I wasn't going to get bound by like, I'm going to, I got to read and journal. And if I don't, I was just, my goal was I'm just going to listen to scripture every day. I'm going to follow the reading plan. I'm going to hit play. I know when I can do it. So as I was preparing for February, um, and I think it was maybe like two or three days where I, I got caught up in the morning and I didn't do it. But then as I was preparing for February, I had these thoughts and I'm like, surely those are just my thoughts right? Hadn't shared them with Jay, hadn't shared them with anybody, but just to affirm the importance of coming together. So as I was sitting here and Jay was speaking, the Lord was confirming the things he was showing me through this, through this week that I had, he had no clue. Um, and I don't even necessarily know that we would have talked about it in conversation, but it was us gathering together that I'm clearly then hearing the Lord speak through what pastor Jay was saying about routines and what the Lord had been showing me about my routine before I even knew. So I just want to uh, like affirm what you were speaking, that the importance of us coming together to receive the word of God, that he's speaking and he's moving. And then what I learned through through one of my kids was, and if you feel like the Lord hasn't spoken to you as of late for some reason, go back to the last thing he said. What was the last, and it's okay if you feel like the last time I heard him say something was two years ago. It's okay. Drag it out. Go back to see what the last thing the Lord spoke to you and see what, wh- how that matches up to where you are today. Because um, I just know that gentle reminder, that the child's like, I don't know that he's ever said. And I said, no, no, let's, let's back up a little bit. He has already said something before. And so, um, that's just an encouragement that if you feel like I can't hear, go back to the last thing he said. And then number two, just to affirm us gathering together is of so much importance because as husband and wife, I don't know that this conversation wouldn't come, you know, would have come up. Um, but as I was sitting here positioning myself, Lord, speak to me, I want to hear you. And I position myself in a place of submission to receive and not just be like, Oh, you know, Jay is just teaching whatever I can zone out. No, then the Lord from what he was already speaking to me. So I just want to encourage you with that. So everyone, you guys enjoy this Sunday. Enjoy the uh, the sun and the snow. I don't know. Um, But enjoy the sun. Enjoy one another. And we will see you soon. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Chapel Valley Church. We want to hear from you. So please take a moment to share your story by emailing us at info at chapelvalley.org. We hope you stay connected by following us online. 
You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching Chapel Valley Church. You can also stay updated by visiting our website, chapelvalley.org.